I forgot to take the title card off. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Mr. Over And it's not even Monday. It's Tuesday. <laughs> Did I say Monday? Uh, it feels like. Uh, yeah, you know that's the stuff that happens on Mondays. <laughs> My days are so all over the place right now. Yeah. How are you this week, Lori? I'm good. I'm happy to see you. Wow. We got we had two weeks off. Oh, no. We had one week off. We had one week off to one everybody week. else. It yeah. felt like two weeks. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah. And then I was, I don't think I was on the show for two weeks either. So that's right. That's um, right. Yeah. How have you been? I have been great. I love summertime. I love having the windows open, but I must say it's a little too hot here in Rhode Island these days. You're down like near the, near the ocean. What, you know, I'm on the ocean too. So forget it. <laughs> We're all like literally looking at the water right now. We could all uh, hit the ocean if we just throw a rock. Hard I know. Enough. So I, know. I think I, I, I think you uh, I think I think you maybe have a moot point there. Um, <laughs> but uh, where are you guys actually? Like, not. <laughs> I want your full address uh, right now, so that everybody can go there. Yeah, we are in right outside of Patuxet Village at the top of Narragansett Bay. And I am looking at the water right next to the Rhode Island Yacht Club. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And um, yeah. And we can walk right into Patuxent Village and we're three miles outside of Providence. So if you really wanted to, you could probably pinpoint where my house was because there's an airstream in the driveway. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've given everybody directions to your house. <laughs> and you're in Westerly. I am. And that's as much information as you're getting. Oh. Um, I took a, when I got my new uh, GoPro. Yeah. And um, I was, I was testing it out for the fair. Uh, I took it with me on a walk and then I made like a speed through video of my of my of like a half hour walk and um it was awesome it looked awesome there were a lot of like swish over to like beautiful flowers and and uh some stuff and i was like i can't post this i can't post this anywhere because it is a map to my house <laughs> i'm not doing it like i i I don't, it's a pandemic. I don't like people that much in general. I mean, I do, but like not don't show up at my house. Um, That's right. And I yeah. love people, but I don't really like to hang out with them. I, yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, I, so anyway, what, uh, what else is new? Obviously. I, I have a question for you. Oh, okay. so tell me about the fair. So um, you spent five days. Yep. Seven, really. Oh, seven, seven days. The, the, the fair was five days, but I was there for seven straight. Ooh. Seven straight days. Um, not virtual, but half virtual. So how did it go? How did the fair go in general for you and for the community? It's a big uh, one. It was, it was wonderful. Um, it was very successful. Uh, they, if not record numbers close to it. Um, oh. and, uh, it, it felt like it, uh, at least I was told. And, um, but the most important thing, and this is, and this is like, 
I, I got to tell this story recently and I'm so happy and I'm like, this means the absolute world to me is that everyone was nice. Everyone was kind, right? Mm-hmm. There were like, there was a mass mandate for the shuttle buses and mm-hmm. everybody was kind. Yeah. There were, uh, there were so many people going to the ATMs that the ATMs ran out of money at one point, mostly almost ran out of money. Wow. And the people were kind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the food booths didn't have certain items because of COVID mm-hmm. that they used to have because of production and, you know, uh, supply chain and whatnot. Right. And people were nice. Um, people gave more money than they needed to, to vendors and food booths. That's, um, that's they crazy. donated money on top of what they paid for their, you know, uh, deep fried, whatever. Um, there were lines. It, it, we were supposed to close at eight o'clock on Sunday night mm-hmm. and at eight forty-five, nine 9 o'clock when I left, there were still lines at the food booths. Wow. They had run out of food, um, at, at some places they had run out, like the hamburger stand ran out of hamburgers and they were like, we have hot dogs and diet Coke and that's it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was it was really wonderful, but the spirit of everything was was great, and I got the best compliment from uh, Pete Fish, one of the fair committee members, the former chairman of the fair committee, um, who said, uh, "Thank you for for telling our story, because so many people came up to them and said we didn't realize that you were all volunteers." We didn't realize that the food booths were 26 nonprofit organizations in the state that all help out their community in different ways, different, unique and special ways. And that the money raised from the fair each year is so important because it goes back into the community through those nonprofits. And, um, and you know, that was very, that, that was, that was the point of the virtual fair. Um, last year, I mean, the, the idea around storytelling, which you do every day, all day is just so, I mean, it's so important. It's so important to get those messages out to the community. It's really great. That was the point of the virtual fair. And that was the point of this. And like, we did a segment where Pete took me around on a golf cart around the entire, I mean, the parking lot of that fair is bigger than the fair itself. Wow. And we talked to all of the, the hardworking people that were parking cars and we like, you know, we were shining a light on things that don't normally get shined a light on and uh, talking to the, it's an agricultural fair. And so many of the people there are uh, farmers and kids who are raising livestock or an FFA and 4-H and uh, learning leadership qualities and these mm-hmm. wonderful things. And I had this wonderful, beautiful conversation with this, uh, with a woman who is the chairman of the livestock uh, portion of the fair, talking about these little kids that come through and like they've never seen an animal in real life other than a dog or cat. And they've never, you know, so the, it was, it was a beautiful experience to watch. Everybody was really grateful to be back. And the, the the I'm so honored that they gave me the ability 
to put a camera on them yeah. to tell their story because it's 100% about them and what an amazing right. organization and many organizations this is. So it was the time of my life. Uh, and I'm really glad that it had such a positive effect and I can't wait to be back next year. Yeah, that's really cool. All right. Big shout out to Washington County Fair. Everybody that makes that happen. It's kind of amazing, really. I mean, it's so easy for people to say, oh, you know, I'm a volunteer. Yeah, I'm not going to, I can't do this. Or, you know, yeah. it gets on the back burner. But to really pull it off for that many people, it's huge. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So what, what was your best customer service experience during the fair? Since that's what we're talking about today. Uh. <laughs> my best customer service experience during the fair was um, so I had a, do you mean me as a, would you rather have the story of me as the uh, customer or them as the customer? I don't even care. I just think one of the things I was thinking about was, when you said um, some of the kids haven't seen an animal, like the idea that someone is monitoring and having that exchange and teaching, I mean, that's customer service, right? I mean, someone could just stand there and say, hey, they're the animals. I just I just make sure everything's fine as opposed to I'm going to teach and exchange and engage. Absolutely. Um, I think that the... The fair in and of itself was one big testament to customer service because you had people like hopping into food booths and helping out when things got overwhelming. And, um, you had, uh, and, and for me, like, uh, as, as a recipient of some stuff, there was one night that I went and, um, and obviously like I have concerns about, the pandemic, like I'm, I take it extremely seriously. I, you didn't see me on camera with anyone else at any point during that fair mm-hmm. because I had a mask on when everyone else was around at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I showed up one night to film set Friday or Saturday night, uh, w- one of the people pulled me aside from the fair committee who, you know, were paying me. I was there. Um, they were my clients, uh, mm-hmm. They pulled me aside and they said, do not, I know you want the shot. I know you want the shots. You are not allowed to go down to the rides tonight. It's too mobbed. It's too hot. Mm. You are not allowed to go down to the, do not, I don't care about that. I don't care about the finished product. Yeah. I care about you. You are not going down to the rides tonight. You're yeah, not doing it. Stay right. in, stay in the open spaces, you know? Yeah. And, and that was really, that was a really sweet moment. Um, that, uh, where it was very clear that like, you know, and, and they had a lot riding on, on what, what I was doing, living up to a, to a, to an expectation for them. Yeah. And, um, and they very, very always put, my comfortability, my safety, my mm-hmm. <clears throat> everything, my peace of mind uh, ahead of everything. Yeah, that's really uh, cool. So the other, thing, amazing. the other thing that you said was that people were jumping in to help each other. 
And I, I know from past experience that the, the, the top sign of an engaged employee or an, yeah, an engaged employee in any business and any corporation is the person that's willing to go the extra mile for the, for the whole, you know, the person that doesn't say, um, oh, it's, it's five o'clock. I'm checking out, you know, good luck guys. When, when something is pressing and that is, um, that is the top sign. So you have like a whole bunch of people doing that for each other. It just, it feeds on itself because then everybody does it for each other. And if you don't, it's pretty easy to see the ones that don't. I used to, I used to be a, a customer service representative for a call center mm-hmm. that should not be named because the story that I'm about to tell. Mm-hmm. And um, they told me, you have to stop trying to help people so much. You have to. You cannot because everybody that called and ordered and they were like, hey, I didn't get my, you know, my dog in a teacup ornament. And I was like, something is wrong here. We need to find them their we need to find them their teacup ornament. Something's wrong need, on the internet. Can we can we reship it to them? And they were like, they have to wait six weeks because maybe it got sent through mail innovations. And by the way, if anybody ever tells you that something got sent through mail innovations from USPS, consider it gone. Um, (laughs) There's a chance that it's going to show up at some point. It's on shop local Rhode Island. Just, just a heads up on everything on that. It's usually, it's usually something that like weighs less than like, three ounces or something um, gets, gets sent in. It's essentially it's in bulk mail and then it, you know, whatever. But I was so everybody that ever had a problem, like I tried to fix it. If somebody's credit card got charged and it shouldn't have been, or they had a quite like, I would go to my, I would go to my supervisors every day and I'd be like, listen, so I have this situation and I've been on the phone with them for five minutes and I mapped it all out. And this is what I think that they could do. And they were like, Sometimes I got told, like, hang up on them. Like, tell them you can't. Don't hang up on them, but, like, tell them, like, you'll call them back. And then we just, we'll figure it out. Ah! You know? And I wouldn't do it. And my friend who worked there, they they liked, they liked me, but they were like, stop it. You know what? We're (laughs) moving you to sales. Customer service centric. And my friend, my friend who works there with Your me, was like, customer service, but you are not really a customer service agent. <laughs> yeah, my friend, my friend who works there was like, "Why do you care?" Oh my god, it's this is like it. me driving down the street, seeing someone like carrying a grocery bag and thinking I should pull over and help that person and give them a ride home. And then I'm like, no, but maybe they need to walk. Maybe they like to walk. Maybe this is okay. <laughs> and I'm going through like I can help these people. So, so here I am, like creating shop local Rhode Island. <laughs> uh, what's a crazy customer service story from you? Oh my God! All right, one I was thinking about. I wrote, I wrote in my book because I, I think about like bad customer service turned good, but it took a really long time. And it was, I can say that it was Continental Airlines because Continental is um, not there anymore. So. I was, I was going, I had a, um, I had just gotten some surgery and I needed to travel to China 
and I get to the airport within, like I had to fly from Providence to Newark and I was late to the airport. And the woman, the, the, the woman behind the desk said, okay, well, you can't get on the plane right now. And what we want you to do is we'll buy you a ticket and a taxi. You'll take a taxi to the Providence train station and that will bring you to New York City. And then you'll be at the Penn Station in New York City and we'll pay for your taxi to Newark Airport where you can get a flight to Beijing. And I was like... <clears throat> nope, that's not going to work for me. There's no way I'm going to like schlep my bags around three different cities and try and get on this flight. Anyway, long story short, I had to tell my personal story about what I had been through. And, and then she said, you know what, we'll hire you a car. And they hired a car that picked me up at Providence airport Got me to Newark in four hours. It probably would have taken me twice as long to get there by, you know, two taxis and a train. And, um, and yeah, and I sat in the car. I did listen to the taxi driver talk for four hours straight, but I kind of zoned it out. And I thought, <laughs> wow, now that she really, <clears throat> excuse me, she really stepped up on that. And, but it took, it took a long time of trying to make the connection with what she was dealing with in front of her. And, and that, you know, I was so, I was just practicing patience the whole time. Like I, this can't happen. I need to get, it was a big trip. It was actually a three week trip and, and the, you know, it's fully scheduled factory tours, meeting with clients and customers. So it was, it was one of those times where it's like one day is going to make a big difference here. And, um, and yeah, welcome to corporate America. <laughs> As I sat in the car thinking, okay, I need to get out of this situation. <laughs> but, um, I once, I, I, I once worked at a, an international sandwich shop that should not be named. Um, and the, uh, the, at the time that I worked there, um, we were a, part we were inside of a gas station so there was the the gas station was the main attraction for this place and then like over on the side of the gas station was this let's call it metro um <laughs> this sandwich shop and uh we because of that we were a smaller version of this and a lot of times it would just be me um, and a lot of times during the lunch rush, it would be me and an owner. And then the owner would have to go to the bank or go fix something or go do something. And then it would be me doing the entire lunch rush by myself. And, and that, you had to like do that. I got to run out right at lunch every day. <laughs> not every day, not every day, but Monday through Friday, I'd say at least two days a week. Okay. Um, maybe more, probably more. And, um, and we, that was like that tested my patience for customer service so much, but I tried so hard. It was the daytime was so much easier to, to handle that. Uh, the, the yeah. never ending rush to do like 70 sandwiches in an hour by yourself mm. was, was one thing during the day, but at night 
when like a bus would come in. Oh my and you'd be God. there alone. And you'd be there alone at like nine thirty and you're supposed to close at ten and a giant bus full of people came in. Um but I always I always remembered like these people are hungry <laughs> and they want food. And they and can get mean if I don't make it. Well no 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 but like they're 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 hungry and they want food and they chose to come here and this is like it's 9:30 at night this is the healthiest food option that's that we have in this town right now so this is like the best thing that they could get for themselves that isn't like a cheeseburger from McDonald's yeah um i am here to make them their food like I shouldn't be so miserable. Like I, so I was always miserable that like I, everything that I've done for the night just got ruined and I'm going to need to make backups and clean and do extra stuff. Yeah, and I'm yeah. going to be there till like midnight now, yeah. but like, I never got upset with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that that was, That's, so- that is the important part of it in terms of customer service, because most people, and, you know, when you're having a bad customer service experience, most people take it out on the person. So, like, you're on the phone with someone on customers, you're, like, yelling and screaming at the person. And I know when I'm super angry about a customer, usually a credit card issue, um, I, I, like, I'm saying to them, I know this isn't you, but this this policy, this way of doing the business is not right. So you are the one that has to fix it. So it's like, it's so hard not to, not to do that. But I, I imagine that customers people on the phone for doing customer service are getting yelled at all the time. I mean, yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. I, it's not a job I could do because I would be the one hanging up all the time. <laughs> I would say like, no, no, we're in, I just can't do it. Uh, yeah, I definitely got yelled at all the time, um, Mm. in, in customer service. Uh, and I think, you know, one of the things, so being, being anybody that has to be in a customer service type role, uh, for a job, which is most of us, right? Like, even if you're an entrepreneur, um, you have, you have customers, uh, if you run a store or or whatever that may be, or you have clients um, if you run a service business and, you know, who are ostensibly your customers. So you never don't have like a boss. You never don't have somebody to answer right. to, to interact with like, yeah. um, and the, the best like advice that I could give to everybody is to stay calm Mm -hmm. and to deploy empathy at all costs. Right. Right. Like if we start, if we look at even when we're, you know, so like there, there have been, there were, there was a client in the past who had like a ton of nonsensical revisions on stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Like everything that I sent was nonsensical or whatever. And I realized, um, and like I got mad about a lot because, like, if you don't know, you know, it's frustrating as a creative, uh, 
as a creator to um to make something and then you know that the that the client doesn't understand what you just did yeah and they, and they ask for seven different things yeah and and they don't understand what your agreement was or whatever 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 right but like to deploy the empathy of going like well they this is their taste yeah or b like he really needs this job that yeah you have to like, detach from like he yeah he really needs this job so he has a lot of stress on him about what is going about what he gives to the people that are his clients mm-hmm. so that's why he's being like extra nitpicky about this or like, you know what I mean? Cause like they're yeah. in a frantic position yeah. because they're trying to impress so-and-so yeah. and it's not about you. Like that's, I think that's the main thing to yeah. remember in customer service. Like it's not yeah. about you. Sorry. I'm interrupting. Cause I, I was thinking like, I, so when we, when we did our newsletter last week, we sent out to all the businesses, like what, what do you guys think about customer service? Cause we're doing this show on customer service. And I would say, if anyone's listening, like we want to hear your stories about customer service. So he, he says, um, so this is from Rick roll soundscape DJ. And he, um, let's see, he says, yep. I told him soundscape entertainment, DJ Rick roll writes in and he says, here's my, love of customer service. I love the fact that you and only you can make or break your client's trust. In no means am I a yes man, but I'm going to find ways to change the negative into a positive. Show the client they are much more than a job, but a vital piece of my business. And I think that that's really cool. It says this works for the majority of businesses. um, Majority of businesses, you also have to make sure that you're always making eye contact with people, giving them a firm handshake and wearing that smile, no matter what. And so I just wanted to give a shout out to Rick, Soundscape DJ, um, because it is it is really important. You know, the people that are in front of you, the people that are on the phone with you are, are potential clients or someone that's gonna turn around and say like, hey, they did a great job, just like we're doing now. I know. Here's a funny thing. I know in coaching, um, we when when people go for interviews for jobs, and interviews are initially on the phone, right? So it's so easy to be on the phone and just not. You're kind of like not paying attention, you know. So we the recommendation is when you do an interview, you do it into the mirror. So you're looking at yourself being engaged, your voice goes up, you're going to smile more. People get that over the phone. So I think that that just that type of engagement, engaged employee, great customer service, you know, that doesn't mean that everyone has a tough day. You know, I mean, yeah. that, that everyone doesn't experience a bad day, but I want to, I want to show this to you. I'm looking at your sign believe, and now I get it behind you. Oh, did you finally watch Ted Lasso? Yeah. <laughs> good, good, good. So, um, yeah, binged on it, basically, yeah. Um, so here's this really funny book. Wait, 
It's called, it's not a funny book. It's actually a great book. It's called Five Star Customer Service. It's written by a great friend of mine, Ted Koine. Um, He does a lot of writing now. And he has this cool company called Shift and Switch. And I met him when he was working at Gartner um, Research. And I was doing the analyst relations for um, Schneider. But one of the things, so, you know, I have all these little tabs in the book because everything he writes is, is really great. And one of the things he writes is under promise and over deliver, you know, and that's like a big thing in customer service. Like how do you, how do you under promise and over deliver? And what does that look like in, in reality? So it's like promise the lunch will be out within five minutes, but then you bring it out in six, like don't do that. You know, the pizza thing, promise the pizza will be there in less than 30 minutes. And then at 40 minutes, you're still waiting for your pizza. Like that's bad. That's bad. Um, So, and then the other thing, all right, ready? I'm going to ask you a question. Go ahead. All right. Uh, Let me see. There's a whole bunch of questions in here. All right. So um, what do you think about a self-serve gas station in terms of customer service? Personally, yeah, I, I prefer self-serve gas stations. I mean, I've never, like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with a self-serve gas station for customer service. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's efficient. I don't, yeah. That's so for me, oh, that's so funny. So there's a gas station here in Cranston on Park Avenue, and it's full serve. And I will only go to that gas station. No matter what, I'll plan like, oh, I need gas. When am I going to go? I go to that gas station. I bring the guy tea and donuts when it's cold out. I make sure I say like, yeah, it's so funny. Like for me, that kind of thing is like, I am going to go there and they're going to like wash my windows. And get, But maybe that's an age thing, you know, because like I didn't grow up with self-service. I mean, listen, there's a Ginger's here. Uh, there's a there's a full service named Gingers in Westerly. I said that weird, and uh, and I and I I do go there like especially um, you know I I've I've always uh, I've always gone there and I and there's one in Wakefield that uh, that does the the window washing and stuff um and uh, and and those are those are wonderful. Um, ironically, that job that I had in the, uh, international sandwich shop, um, <laughs> uh, Metro. That, yes. That was in a, uh, <laughs> that was in a, um, uh, gas station. There would be older women that would sometimes, uh, come and mainly from New Jersey where there are no, oh, yeah. uh, and they would come in and they would go can someone pump my gas for me? And the, the person at the, sometimes like if the, the people that worked at the Exxon were fine, then they would go out and do it. But if they were busy and subway had two people, oops. Um, I, I said the name of the, anyway, oh, I and, know. And, and, subway had two, and, and, and the subway had two people. I would go out and pump the woman's gas for them. And um, it's too nice, Ben. And that probably happened twenty 
20 or 30 times Ooh, in the course wow. of a couple years. Like, like it happened like once a month. And, um, That's but it was, uh, you know, and they didn't buy anything from Subway most of the time. They didn't come to Subway. They didn't do any like, you know, but it, I was there. And we had a minute and you know how to pump gas. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Like it was, it was fine. Right. Um, but that was, that was like going above and beyond for people. Right. Like that's, that's something that uh, go above and beyond for people. Yeah. Not customers. We should do, we should not do clients. Show. All people. right. Here's the last question. All right. It's, so we're, we're at the end of our time and we're going to vote like what, you reach an automated phone system and you're told that the expected wait time is blank minutes. Do you think that's good customer service or bad customer service? Good. I like, I like knowing the estimated wait time bad when the music starts playing and it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, all right. For me, good. First of all, I can't stand automated systems. Press one, press two. Press, like by the time I get to any normal person, I'm ready to like rip the phone out. But expected wait time is five minutes. Okay, five minutes is good. I was on with JetBlue a couple weeks ago. Expected wait time, two hours. But they did it like, you know, a hundred and whatever minutes. And I'm like, that doesn't, that's not going to work for me. <laughs> you think I'm going to leave my phone on and just like two hours later, like, Oh, Hey, I just needed to talk to somebody. But so, yeah, what I ended up doing was just canceling the flight entirely and rebooking it. But um, my, my preference on that is that if it's going to be over 10 minutes um, is estimated wait time is such and such. If you would prefer a callback, yeah, press yeah seven. Right. Um, press that's seven. I, I think that that's great. But yeah. Anyway, well, this has been a lot of fun. <laughs> I I love the idea of customer service, but I I think it's better to to hear about those things that are like I can't you know the things that make people mad about customer service of so course. that we can all get better, but. I think we need to have like customer service part two, but maybe not next month, but on another Q and a day, we're going to, we'll push. What do you think we should talk about next month in terms of Q and a, we'll have to see what comes up. Um, yeah, I'm not sure yet. Cause we'll be doing interviews. So next week we have, um, Oceanside antiques. So we're, I'm sure he has some good customer service stories cause they're based in Newport, Rhode Island. And Newport is a busy, busy summer town. So I'm sure he's he's got some cool stories for us next week. I have an idea for next month's Q&A. What? Branding. Oh, okay. Ugh. Yes. Oh, my God. I already have a great story. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week, guys. Uh, check out shoplocalrhodeisland.com if you are a business or a service provider uh then get your business on shoplocalrhodeisland.com the first 5 items are free um and the listing is product, free and products, products, sorry. yeah the first 5 the first 5 products sorry are free uh and then uh it's a monthly fee after that there's no 
Uh, it's a small monthly fee, actually. It's a ridiculously yeah. small monthly fee. I don't know what you're doing, Lori. And then, uh, and then <laughs> after that, but you keep all of your money that you make on the, on the shop local site, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, so check that out. And, uh, and then also it's uh, the perfect place. It's never too early. It's September now in a couple hours, never too early to start holiday shopping. And um, yeah, we have a lot of great, great stuff on there and where we really want more products like jewelry, we would love to have, but man, we have so many wonderful gift products and I don't, do you know, um, Umberto Krenko? He's the owner, the founder of AS220. Yes. They just put his new book up and it's been selling every day. I see the sales coming through. So um, it's, it's called Divine Providence. But anyway, I think that there are so many great options there and we're really, we really want to get our products um, to have an array of choice. <clears throat> All right. Drink some water, Lori. I will see you next week. Thank you, everybody. And remember that you can uh, listen to this on Wednesday mornings on the podcast version, wherever podcast app you prefer. I said that weird. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.